Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. There are now more than 20 candidates running to be the Democratic presidential nominee in 2020. And there could be even more candidates to come. Democratic voters will have a challenging time narrowing down who they'll support. And with so many candidates, a lot of the coverage has been focused on how much money each one has raised, suggesting that financial support is a proxy for voters' interest and eventual success. Well, this morning, we're going to take a look at some of the policies being proposed and how they could have a direct impact on voters' pocketbooks. With me to do that is Rick Newman, senior columnist for Yahoo Finance. Rick, good morning. Hey, Charlie. Let's start with one of the biggest issues that is out there, healthcare. What are some of the different proposals? Yeah, this is really perhaps the top issue going into the 2020 campaign. And the idea that we've heard the most about, of course, is Medicare for all, which would pull everybody who's in the private insurance system, people who get coverage through their employer, and put them in a government-run system. But there are many other ideas. In fact, Democrats in Congress have proposed at least a dozen ways to reform the health care system. And I think only four of those would be Medicare for all or something like Medicare for all. And the rest basically are a combination of leaving much of the private system in place so the parts that are working don't break the private system. But for people who just cannot get affordable coverage, find ways to help them out. That could be a new public option. It could be paying your way into Medicare if you're not 65 years old yet. There are a whole range of ideas like this. And one of the things we're going to see throughout the 2020 campaign is which ideas actually get the most traction. Because Medicare for all is getting a lot of attention. That's because Bernie Sanders has really popularized it. It sounds simple. In reality, it would be enormously disruptive. And I think it's actually impossible that we will see anything like Medicare for all during the next 10-year time frame, let's say. I mean, just taking about 180 million people out of the private insurance system and putting them into a government program, even if you phase it in over time, there are so many unintended consequences and disruptive things that would happen that I just don't think there's a chance we're going to see that. But how is Medicare doing right now if nothing happens with it at all? Medicare is going to need more money. The annual report on the financial stability of Medicare recently found that it is going to start running short of money in 2026. That's only seven years from now. And that doesn't mean it will completely run out of money. That means it will not be able to pay 100% of its bills. It will be able to pay something like 85% of its bills. That percentage will go down over time. Some people say you could cut benefits or make it more efficient. I don't think those are going to say, fine, go ahead, cut Medicare benefits. We're fine with that. There are many proposals for how to address this problem. I think the most likely is going to be some kind of tax increase, which is doable. So where do the candidates stand on that issue? Again, there's a whole range of ideas on this. Uh, I think Elizabeth Warren probably has the most developed set of policy ideas. She wants to do things like impose a wealth tax on people with more than $50 million in wealth. That's problematic, though, because it's hard to assess exactly how much your paintings, your Renoir paintings are worth today uh, or yesterday. Not a problem for me. Me neither. Uh, But it is for some people, I guess. Uh, She also wants to impose a new corporate income tax surcharge on incomes above $100 million. Uh, That's to target companies that are profitable, but they end up paying no or very little uh, federal income tax because of all the deductions they get and things like that. So she would raise revenue in those ways to pay for a whole set of other things she wants to do. A lot of the candidates have not said how they will come up with this money. And I think that's one thing voters really should be keeping in mind is if if somebody is proposing a a generous new benefit, you should ask them, where's the money going to come from? And if they're not telling you where the money is going to come from, then it's not really a serious proposal. It's just a slogan. 
Okay, let's turn to trade. Trump has imposed tariffs on China. He's renegotiated NAFTA. He's pulled out of other trade deals. What are the Democratic candidates proposing? A few of them are saying, uh, look, we need to go back to freer trade without these tariffs and this protectionism, but with better protections for workers. So former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper, for example, just came out with a paper where he said, look, I support free trade. Free trade was actually great for Colorado when I was governor and we were able to export our products to other countries. However, we need to impose more protections for workers than we had before. Uh, Trump's protectionism and these tariffs are not uh, real popular with anybody. They see what's happening to farmers, for example. Farmers are struggling because they are having trouble exporting their crops to places like China that have imposed retaliatory tariffs because of the Trump tariffs. And I don't think you're going to get many Democrats endorsing Trumpian trade policy. Another area that actually you do see as a concern of voters is climate change. What are policies that are being offered? Well, the Green New Deal is the litmus test here. That is the plan proposed by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York City and some other Democrats that would impose strict new requirements on industries like energy and transportation, and the government would do a lot of this investing. So some of the Democrats are saying, yes, I support that idea in general, but I wouldn't be so heavy-handed with government involvement. So Beto O'Rourke has now introduced what he calls a $5 trillion climate plan. That's a huge number, $5 trillion over 10 years. Uh, he wants to use executive action and government incentives to get down to zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. Governor Inslee of Washington State, I think, may have one of the most interesting climate plans. He has made climate the entire focus of his campaign. And as a governor, he's working with companies like Microsoft and Amazon. And he says, you need to have private-public partnerships between the government and employers to do this. So you need to get the private sector on board. Companies need to support this, and you can do, do it better that way. So we're, again, we're going to see a whole range of ideas on this. When it comes to any of these ideas about climate change and, or any of these other proposals that we're talking about, Republicans have been trying to brand Democrats as socialists. Is that an accurate description? Well, I think it's an effective political description. Uh, who knows what socialism even means these days? But what it means to President Trump and his supporters is the government would have a heavy hand, be very heavily involved in telling companies in sectors such as energy and transportation, that's auto companies, all the power companies, that you have to do it this way instead of uh, creating incentives and perhaps tough new rules, but letting the market figure out the most efficient way to do that. I mean, that's the argument on that one. Do you think that when Democratic voters gather in Iowa nine months from today to cast the first votes, that it will be the policies that will sway how people decide? Or is it just the candidate that they think who will defeat the current president? It's going to be a mix of both for sure. I think health care is going to be a top issue, no doubt about it. We do have to talk about Joe Biden. He's leading right now. He has the best name recognition. But his economic ideas are actually old and outdated. I mean, we actually don't know where he stands on a lot of these issues because he hasn't said. And if he's an effective salesman for a health care policy, he could carry the day. I mean, if he tells people what they want to hear and it sounds reasonable and they know him, that could make a big difference. So watch Biden. Rick Newman is a senior columnist for Yahoo Finance. Rick, thanks for coming in. Thanks, Charlie. I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 